I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DraftKings Network. Uh, the DraftKings Network, pardon me, all brought to you from Bar Canada at the Dates. Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Midland, everybody, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. How you doing? We can't hear you. That's the only issue. We can't hear you on the mic. Uh, I can't hear you. Maybe others can. Uh, that's Kelly. He'll get on air. It's here at some point. If you can hear him, I can't. Uh, on the show today, Bill Krakenberger joins us, unscripted with the Crack Man. Uh, Bill Krakenberger joins us. He does each and every Thursday on the show. And Zach Cohen uh, will join us momentarily as well. He, of course, uh, a VEASAN senior editor and writer, co-host of Hardwood Handicappers himself, along with Kelly and Jonathan Von Tobel. He'll join us to talk not only Australian Open, but also, of course, NFL Divisional Round and the National Basketball Association. And by the way, since we uh, since I mentioned Australian Open here, I probably should start with this. I don't usually start with a tweet, but I want to start with one from uh, from Hockey Skeptic, who uh, I've met Hockey Skeptic. Great dude. I don't know if he wants his name shared, but I'll just you know, go by his Twitter, Hockey Skeptic. He says, I know it's football, 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 but in light of this blinkova Rabakina tiebreak, might be a good day for your spiel about how these tennis players are better at what they do than most anyone, et cetera. Not sure how anyone can watch that unmoved. Honestly, I think that's a great way to start the show. We will segue this into football because I do have a natural segue here. But this is if you are not watching some of the drama in tennis's first major of the year, man, uh, you're lesser for it. It has just been unbelievable. First of all, Iga does get through. Iga Sviatek does get through the second round match uh, against Danielle freaking Collins. Uh, she was down. Iga was 4-1 in the final set. Uh, she broke. She was down two breaks. She broke back on one of them and then was down 4-2, or I should say properly 2-4, love 40. So basically five points away from losing and somehow came out of it from the dead to overcome Danielle Collins, the always feisty American. And so uh, Iga's two-sevenths of the way, if you will, through the gauntlet of a draw that she got. But what uh, Hockey Skeptic is referring to is that overnight, while we were sleeping, if you think that wasn't uh, drama enough, Elena Rybakina, the third seed in the entire women's draw, she loses to the Russian player Anna Blinkova. Rybakina is Kazakhstani. Um... She loses to Anna Blinkova in a massive upset that I don't know if anyone could have seen coming. And she does so in a 22 to 20 tiebreaker. Now, just to let you know what that's all about, that's the longest tiebreaker in the history of Grand Slam tennis, men's or women's um, tiebreakers. The, the history of, of tennis is that I'll just go back to 2010, the longest match ever. John Isner, a hard serving American, was playing uh, Nicholas Mahout. I believe his first name was Nicholas. Um, they had a match where in Wimbledon, you never you didn't have tiebreakers for for most of its history. And they played a third set 
where I want to say Isner beat him 70 to 68. You have to win by twos. That's not points like a tiebreaker. That's games. So it was a match that lasted over the course of three days. And so tennis instituted, even Wimbledon finally instituted a tiebreaker, but all the slams, they weren't uniform. They had different rules. Some went to seven, some went to ten. Uh, it was a whole thing. Last year, they standardized it so that every slam in the deciding set, if it goes to five on the men's side, if it goes to three on the ladies' side, you play up to ten. Have to win by two. All the previous sets, you have to play up to seven. But they finally standardized it. And so you get this situation that you did with Rabakina and Blinkova. Um, Got to see the replay. But Anna Blinkova, it took her 10 match points, two in play, and then eight during the tiebreaker. Uh, Rabakina had six match points herself. And again, to Hockey Skeptic's tweet, there is nothing in sports, as much as we love football, as much as we do, and it is my first love, innately, as much as we love sports like that, baseball has a place in our brains, basketball for the jazz that it is, but there is no combination better of physical and mental prowess than these tennis players go through. And so Blinkova pulls off the upset, a massive one. And so Sviatek goes from that moment where she was down 2-4, 2-4, love 40 in the final set on the brink of, of elimination, five points away anyway. Having a win probability of winning this tournament that was probably minuscule in that moment yeah. to now having overcome that, now with the Rabakina upset. Uh, she's still got a gauntlet, still going to be tough, but the biggest part of that gauntlet has been removed. So again, if you're missing this, by the way, we went 4-2, and two. I buried the headline, we went 4-2 and two in tennis as well last night uh, with a dog winning in Ocean Dodin. So it was a big tennis night for us just on the plays itself, forget about the futures play. But just as a macro, you're me, guys. What are you, you're open, Kelly. People are hearing you now, finally. <laughs> We've got it all messed up with Kelly uh, this morning. We, we hear you now, sir. I'm here. I can't hear myself, but I'm here. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I... Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Zach more about tennis yeah. coming up, but I just want to segue from that. So the, the tiebreakers, the rules in tennis and the slams, the tiebreakers change, and therefore we had this epic 22 to 20 outcome uh, in a big upset last night. We're doing the Beating the Book Megapod yesterday. Drew Densick, Will Hill, Todd Wishnev, and I doing the Megapod as we do each and every Thursday during the regular season, Wednesday during the postseason, the Beating the Book Megapod. And we always stumble because it's four of us, we always stumble upon random conversations. And I want to say it was Will who brought this up. Um, if it was Drew, forgive me. We have, we have been derelict of our duty to not mention, in the same way that I think some people are going to know this and remember this, but in the same way that a lot of people probably didn't know that Justin Tucker is one of five on 50-plus field goals this year, which yep. we talked about the last couple of weeks, a reminder, a betting PSA, that in the postseason now in the NFL, overtime rules are different than they are in the regular season. And so this could create some in-game betting opportunities. Maybe you even think it'll create a pre-flop betting opportunity that, that we should be aware of in case the reminder is needed. So last year, they got together, the NFL did. This is largely based on the famous Buffalo-Kansas City outcome in the postseason, the famous 13-second game, where Kansas City not only was able to force the overtime in that short amount of time, but then win it on one possession, if you recall. And because they won it on one possession, you know, the outcry, what had always been brewing and people hate, a lot of people hated that rule that it only needs one possession in overtime and the other team doesn't get a chance to be on offense if the first team that gets the ball scores a touchdown. That became an outcry after that. So they changed the rules. And so now, if you score a touchdown first in the postseason in the NFL, that is not the end of the game. The other team, the team that does not receive the opening kickoff of overtime, gets a possession to match it. So... Yeah, one the- shot, though. Yeah, but yeah, the- one possession. theoretically, you could have 22 total points scored in an NFL postseason overtime. Eight, eight, six. So that's theoretically if the team decided to go for two. I'm just pointing out what, what the max amount of points could be in an NFL postseason overtime. So again, will in-game betting algorithms account for that? I don't know that they all will, quite frankly. And I also think it's just part of your handicap that you should keep in mind. Now, there's a couple other quirks to this. You have to have a winner. It can't, it can't finish in a tie in an NFL postseason. Um, so you will play 15-minute quarters. And the first two 15 minutes will act as a half. 
So each team will get three timeouts in the first two overtime periods. Also, if you get a safety on the first possession, let's say you muff the kickoff and you you botch it, you fumbled it, and you end up on the two-yard line, whatever, and the and the defensive team scores a safety, gets a safety on you, that will be the end of the game right out of right out of the shoot, also. So it could be as as many as 22 points, it could be as few as two points in an NFL overtime. So again, just to, you know, maybe for your pre-flop totals, also maybe for games that are lined like we have this weekend, right? Like the Bills KC game is two and a half. Does that enter into your thinking at all? Again, we're just trying to trying to add some different layers to an NFL postseason that we talk about ad nauseum. We didn't talk about it last week. Nothing got to overtime. Kelly, if something does get to overtime this week, which game is it? If I come to you from the future and I say one game got to overtime, which game was it? Mm, Good question. I'm going to say the Lions and Buccaneers. Really? Yeah, I'll go with that one. How about that? Okay. Lions and Buccaneers. So now, you know... I, what I was going to say is that I wonder if there would have been like a seven and a half point spread if they could get beat in overtime with that, because let's say you get the ball first. It adds it adds a bit of strategy to potentially. Right. Let's use your example. Let's yeah, say it's yeah. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell gets the ball first. The Lions score a touchdown. Does Dan Campbell just kick an extra point there or does he go for two? Because <laughs> if you only get seven, you leave the door open for Tampa to get six and a two to beat you. Man, we really haven't seen that many, right? We haven't really seen many examples of that because that's the ultimate question. This is These are I, the scenarios I, you have to think about I, when you're betting these. I think in today's NFL, you have to go for two in that situation. Just with, with, I think you, you do. The extra points further out now, right? Like I think that'd even be different if we were talking about the old extra point length, but with... You knowing that the other team could come in and beat you still, I think you have to. I think you have to go uh, go for two, and you have to bet accordingly yeah. based on these kind of strategic quirks now that exist in an NFL postseason. So just be aware of that. I mean, it, it, for our example, that yeah. is the if uh, if you're holding a Bucks plus six and a half, you uh, you hope he's go he goes for two, and you hope he misses that's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> If, that's exa- if you're pre-flopping it, that's exactly right. what you hope for. That's yeah, right. I think it, I'm glad you brought this up because you it totally, absolutely right. This is like that Justin Tucker field goal thing where I'm like, as even, as even you're talking about, I'm having to remind myself of these rules. Yeah. Um, it, it, is, it is one of those where I think, I don't think it should, don't overly read into this for pre-game, right? In-game, it becomes so much more of a in-game, big deal. And especially yeah. with an in-game total. Yeah. Because they'll throw a total up that is, you know, Maybe a little shaded higher than it would be in a regular season game, but keep in mind it could be an explosion right. of points. Right. So again, just handicapping angles, macro beyond individual games itself to keep in mind. Sort of the tennis tie-breaking rules. Pop that in my head this morning because we got different tie-breaking yeah, rules, if you will, call. in the NFL. Yep. We're coming back. Zach Cohen, Australian Open, NBA, and NFL next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, uh, you got all kinds of things, including a deep dive into the Houston Baltimore game, among other things. All the games, really. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox, absolutely free. Visit slash newsletter to subscribe. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, crack man still to come this hour. We'll get to your tweets as well. Zach Cohen joins us, everybody. We're always uh, thrilled when Zach joins us, uh, not only because he uh, is a man who knows many sports, but he's also a guy who likes himself some tennis, and I'm always down for that. He's a recent senior editor and writer, co-host of Hardwood Handicappers as well, which he does with JVT and Kelly. That's right. Zach joins us now from his uh, new digs. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. How about you guys? Good. How's the move? Good. All right. It's tiring, but I'll, I'll be happy when it's over. I think we'll be done by like Friday, by, you know, tomorrow afternoon. You got that new house echo going as well. Like <laughs> yeah, that. there's nothing in here. So it's just all echo. Um, it, it is always one of those things that I, you just rush to get everything done when oh, you move yeah. in somewhere. I, I never work harder in my life than when I move into a new place. Here's the real question when you move. Did all the boxes get there, Zach? Did every box get there? Almost all of the boxes. We still have our apartment until tomorrow, so we're going back and forth. And still, we did not do this very efficiently. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, good. Congratulations to both you and your wife. Uh, okay. Let me start with this before we get to your tennis plays of the day. You know, I started the show. We had a tweet from a hockey skeptic, and he and he said it best because I always say it's like it's the greatest. I, listen, I know we're a football culture. We're a football, baseball, basketball culture, whatever order you want to pick with football and college football, NFL and college being at the top of the mountain. But man, there is nothing like these tennis matches. Uh, your thoughts on, on what you saw from Iga, what you saw from Rubakina, and what we're seeing right now, I'm not distracted at all, Medvedev having a go of it here against Rusevori. It was nice to see Ego dig, dig out that match. I mean, it would have sucked to kind of lose her. I know we both have her in the futures market, so losing her that early would have been tough. It does feel like she kind of got that bad Ego match out of the way. She kind of is good for one of them each tournament where the forehand kind of, she loses the range. She just kind of loses herself mentally out there, but she got through it. It helps because Danielle Collins, she has trouble closing matches, but I do think that now that she's passed that, that was a match that I was a little bit worried about. I think that now that she's through that, she should probably win the tournament. If someone were landing on either the men's or women's side right now here, two rounds in after this match concludes, two rounds in, obviously, long way to go. And they were like, look, I want to make a futures bet of any kind that you feel there's value on on the men's or women's side. Who would you point them to? I mean, I don't really want to back off Iga now. I mean, it was like 225, 250 before the tournament, 185 now. She's won a few matches. I think that, like I said, she got through one of her tougher ones. So I still think that the number is pretty good on Iga. On the men's side, I mean, I still think that it's Sinner. I mean, Djokovic has not looked great this tournament. I have a slight fade on him tonight. I'm not picking him to lose, but he's lost a set in each of his two matches thus far. He's dealing with some type of illness, maybe just a cold, but, you know, hasn't allowed him to unlock his top level. And I think that until he does, he's going to be in trouble. Djokovic is so funny with him, right? The wrist injury, now he's battling a cold. It's like, I, I'm yeah. trying to think. It's so, there, there is a boy cried wolf element to this, right? Because we've, we've, we've seen this before and you don't want to be that way. You don't want to be callous about it. Maybe the wrist is bad. Maybe he's got a really bad cold. I don't know. But we've seen it before where he's like struggled in the first couple matches of a slam. And then like the next week he just destroys. What is your, uh, what is your play in the Djokovic match specifically tonight? 
I just have Etcheverry to win a set. So I have plus two and a half sets at plus uh, 145 odds. I just think it's a kind of a perfect mix of Etcheverry's playing really well coming into this match, beat Murray and uh, Monfi in straight sets. You know, you get Djokovic, who has lost a set in both of his two matches. I just think that Etcheverry is a player that is really tough to beat when you're not playing your best tennis. He's so sturdy from the baseline. He has power from both sides. He hits the ball deep in the court, hits with some spin, and the serve has been better this year. I mean, it's a small sample size, but it's been better than it has been throughout his career. And if he's, you know, kind of serving in that 85% hold percentage range, he's going to be a really tough player to beat all season. So I think you get Djokovic, who's dealing with a little sickness right now. I think if he's not completely locked in at his best level right now, it's going to be hard for him to win in straight sets. So I like the plus money odds. I like that too. That's a very good player. Um, Anything else on the men's side today? I have Tomas Machac. I don't know if I butchered that name or not to beat Karen Hachinov. I think that that's one where I was really excited when I saw the price because Machac looked really good against Francis Tiafo, beat him in three sets, was all over his serve. And I think that you look at Tiafo and Hachinov, they're pretty similar in terms of serve. They both hold in the 80 to 85% range. So it was good to see Machac kind of have a great read on it right away. And he's a really tricky player to play. He has power, but he also has, you know, a lot of variety. He can hit a lot of different types of spin shots, drop shots. He'll really make you move all over the court. And Khachanov is a player that, one of my favorite players on tour, honestly, but ever since the midway point of the 2023 season, he has not looked the same because he had a big injury, came back, and he has not looked good. I just think this is a really tough ask for him to go out there and win. I also would be a little worried about Makhachi's, like, you know, grand slam fitness, but, you know, he won two matches really quickly, so I think that that's going to be you know not a factor. I think he'll be able to be fresh and ready to go here. Yeah, uh, that player's last name is spelled. We should always do this with tennis. M-A-C-H-A-C for those who are uh, scoring at home. Yep. Yeah. Let, let's just say you and I might be simpatico on that. Might be yeah. simpatico on that. All of our picks, by the way, Zach's and mine both and everybody's. Every host, every guest on the network at vsin.com slash picks. Anything else on the men's side here in the th- third round? Nothing on the men's side. I have another women's play, though. All right. What's on the women's side? I'm taking Alicia Parks plus one and a half sets against Goff, which was really just a number play. (laughs) It was available at plus 300. I mean, to win a set, I think a player with Parks' ability to serve, that's a really good price. She's a player that she could be really erratic. She misses shots badly when she's playing poorly, but at the same time, she has as much power as as anyone on the women's game. And I just think that her serve is going to be something that's going to help her compete in Grand Slams moving forward. She's a player I'm really high on. uh, it might not be very soon, but Goff kind of always has another throwaway game, throwaway set as well. It's not quite like Ego where she really loses herself, but even in her U.S. Open run last year, she was going to three sets pretty often. I think that Parks, if she's serving well, is going to have a chance to win a set. She just has so much power. Um, okay, let's go to the NBA on a uh, night. By the way, we got off here at, uh, as we do every day, Kelly and I, at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, and... Uh, Literally five minutes after the show ended, we find out we found out that the Warriors Jazz game was postponed last night um, because of an event with uh, Warriors assistant coach uh, Dayan Malevich, who uh, had a had a medical event during a team dinner. You, you, you sort of figured it was serious enough that it that for a game to be postponed, it must have been something traumatic. And in fact, we learned several hours later that he dies of a heart attack. Uh, which is just an awful, awful story, uh, age 46. And so, obviously, the entire NBA uh, is affected by that. Games do go on here, and you have no real artful segue, uh, but you do have a play on one of these tonight. Yeah, I do. I have the Chicago Bulls minus two against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors won last night in that first game without Pascal Siakam, but I do think that that's type of situation where it's an emotional win. You're trying to go out there and prove you could win without an all-star, uh, but now it's the second night of a back-to-back, third game in four nights for Toronto. I think they're going to be a little tired. Meanwhile, you're playing a Chicago team that lost bad against Cleveland two days ago, had two days to sit on that bad loss. They're going to come in well-rested. They're going to come in hungry, and I think it's a really 
tough matchup for the Raptors because the Bulls can throw Alex Caruso on Emmanuel quickly. Quickly is kind of the head of the snake now in this new Toronto offense. So I think that Caruso, one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball, is going to do a good job of slowing him down. And I also think that the Raptors are going to be feeling Jakob Pertl's absence in this game because Nikola Vucevic is a really big uh, bodied center that is very skilled. I think he's going to do a really good job in this game. I just think this is a game Chicago should win. But I will say Toronto had a nice uh, tribute to the uh, Warriors coach uh, running a play of his first play of the game last night. Yeah, and I think the the entire NBA will pay tribute in one way or another. While I have the two handy uh, hardwood handicappers, two of the three hardwood handicapper, handicappers guys with me, let me ask the both of you. I'll start with you, Zach. Siakam to the Pacers, as you just mentioned, does that trigger any kind of bet for you in any way? It doesn't. I think Kelly and I are on the same page with this. I just think that the Pacers were more than a piece away. So I think you bring in Siakam, you're probably a more competitive team in the first round, but I don't think you have, you know, real Eastern Conference contention, you know, I don't know, aspirations with him. I think you still need to get another player in the offseason, which they'll have the opportunity to do. They kept all of their young pieces, so they're going to be able to make another big trade eventually if they want to. But yeah, for now, I just think it's a team that's really fun to watch on the rise and heading in the right direction. Go sign. I think it's I, yeah, I think it's interesting building towards the you know building if what they're doing building toward a future. I think for this year, I think it's uh the best way to describe is when we always talk about football and hey, if you can cut a two-score game to a two-score game, you got to do that, Gil. It's felt a little bit like that, Zach, to me. It's hey, you might have moved from the five seed to the four seed, but you're still well on the outside looking in in the Eastern Conference, at least this year. Zach, I know you don't have any uh, divisional round plays yet. We'll look for them at VEASAN.com, but real quick before you leave, who's in the Super Bowl, man? Chalk or someone else? I said 49ers bills before the season, and it doesn't look as good now, but I'll just stick with it. I think it looks as good now, don't you? It's got a a shot. I guess I would say the Ravens if I were able to change it, but I would feel bad doing that. No, well, <laughs> you feel bad about your preseason prediction about the 49ers and Bills? That seems real Probably good. Because still. they're all in, they're all still there. I feel like it'd be weird to change it, but yeah, I guess if you if you want to put a gun to my head, 49ers Ravens. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. We'll come back more NFL next. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by Bar Canada or from Bar Canada here at the D. Remember, with Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee for a limited time. When you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, you'll get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Gil Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book always appreciate the feedback iron wing cards fair to say that Iga's win equity went from one percent at two four love 40 to 60 percent with robotkina out i don't know if it's 60 percent but it sure shot up massively that's for sure uh no doubt nikki bets 303 coming to vegas next week fyi avn awards he says and uh, SHOT Show. <laughs> so we got adult films and guns basically in town. Where, where are they doing those at these days? Uh, Wasn't it at the Hard Rock back in the day oh, forever? Wait, oh, trust me. It was at the Hard Rock. Oh, you know, yeah. Can I be honest with you? It was kind of gross. It was kind of gross. Uh, we'll I feel be, like that's one of those things I would love to attend for all of nine minutes. And I, I'd be like, okay, so got it. I so don't yeah. even mean, I don't even, there was an expo. I didn't attend that. But just seeing the dynamic walking around the casino. It was not. Yeah. 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 We'll be prime people watching. He continues. Have reservations at Nora's when I get there. Salami pizza will be the appetizer. Now Whoa. you're doing it right. There you go. Now you're doing it right. Need a main course suggestion. Take care, y'all. Branzino, always great. Always great there. Jerry Robertson, congratulations, Gil, on your selections. One hell of a night in tennis. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, oh, Nikki Betts going to say he's going to swing by the studio as well. Uh, Trip Tepper pointing out in that in that epic 22 to 20 record breaking Grand Slam tiebreaker between Rabakina and Blinkovi said the third set breaker was epic. The point at 1817 will just take your breath away when you see it. How about Iga's match point? That was unbelievable as well. Uh, Chris Patrick, where has Daniel Berger been in the PGA? He has had back issues for years. He's back now and ready to play. Yeah, he is playing this week. Uh, American Express starts this morning. Um, he was in, he is in the field. Uh, yeah, he's been dealing with it's really been bad. It's been the chronic back stuff that he's been battling through. We last saw him. 
two and a half years ago at this point, I believe it is, 2021 U.S. Open. Daniel Berger was winning tournaments back then, too. I I love Daniel Berger. He's one of my favorite guys on tour. Really rooting for him here. Leaflet, not telling. That's the uh, Twitter handle. Recent closed captioning names of Kelly. Kelly Bitten, Kelly B. Legend, Kelly Building, Kelly Midland. Kelly Billion, Kelly by Line, Kelly Biden. DVOA with Errant Shots is a fun segment, too. Not Errant Shots, Errant Shots. Uh, Chris Jason reminding us, he says, maybe explains last year's draft. He just He's just randomly pointing this out. Remember on the run-up to the draft, because we're always lamenting the fact that we had tons of Stroud bets. And I was like, convinced. Carolina's trading up to number one. They're absolutely drafting Stroud, plus money left and right. Remember that Stroud had scored... Remember that report that he had scored like in the 18th percentile on that S2 test oh, or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah. I forgot about that part. Let's let's file that away the next time we hear something like that in terms mm-hmm. of trying to, you know, project a football talent. Uh, just to follow Vison. another entertaining and informative Megapod yesterday. I happened to be on the road more on Thursdays, though, and really look forward to the Megapod to fill the time. This Wednesday nonsense is killing me. Did you guys even consider me? <laughs> And no, I can't just listen the next day. (laughs) That's great. Uh, And then finally, this is from uh, Skateboarding is a Crime. Oh, no, there's more. Fun way for an 11-to-1 money line to go down last night in Melbourne. We're going to miss you, Danielle freaking Collins. Oh, no, we're not. So glad to get her out of the way. Chili Gambler. Gil, how about those uh, down underdogs barking last night? Did you do you live bet tennis? I'd be very interested in a tennis live betting primer at some point. Uh, P.S. You should get Little John with Ursher on Radio Row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Reba McIntyre doing the national anthem. It was a terrible Little John. Got her, got, yeah, you did. Yeah. Got, got her on my list, too. Don't worry. It's Usher and then Reba McIntyre. Reba's doing the national Reba's anthem? Reba's doing the national anthem. Who's doing America the Beautiful? No idea. Post Let's Malone? Got that. I think I heard. <laughs> really? I think. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I just want to get Ursher on there. Uh, about live tennis, I don't bet as much live tennis as I do pre-flop. Yeah, post uh, You got to do it in commercials, first of all, for sure. Um, I do occasionally, but not not as often as I as I as you would think I would, because I've just got so much action going on, typically. Um, but yes, the dogs are barking. Five of the ten top seeds on the lady side are gone. Rabakina, let me see if I can name them. Rabakina, Pagula, Jabour, Vondrasova, and... I forgot one. Sockery. I was, I was about to be impressed because ten, the, the tennis rankings are even worse than golf rankings are, right? I like, you were impressed. I got through them all. Dom Perignon. I fell asleep with freaking Collins up two breaks in the deciding set only to wake up to find my Robotkina plus 750 ticket became an expensive coaster. Tom F. Survive in advance. This was Iga's Tyus Edney game for those of a certain age. Do you know that, Kelly? Do you know the, the Tyus Edney reference? Nope. UCLA, I want to say it was 1995. He went full court. Was it against Mizzou? Off the top of my head. He went full court with like 2.5 seconds left to win a, a tournament game for UCLA. They went on to win the national championship. Yeah, Charles, Charles in Connecticut. Great discussion on playoff OT rules. Would be really useful to know how many points the algo usually adds to total of regular season OT games. Three and a half, he asked. Yeah, typically three and a half. Comes down to do you think the game will be won by a field goal or a touchdown? Well, yeah, as we were saying, this gets more complicated now. Way more complicated because you got to figure, is the team going to go for two or not? Um, we'll get into the rest of the tweets a little later on. Appreciate all the feedback. Um, number one pick in the NFL draft, since we got that C.J. Stroud tweet, uh, Caleb Williams, in case you missed it, with the very unsurprising announcement this week that he would, in fact, enter the NFL draft. And so he, he is a massive Massive favorite to be the number one pick, minus 900 at DraftKings, with the Chicago Bears currently holding that pick by way of the Bryce Young trade. Um, or the trade that got the Panthers Bryce Young, one should say. Um, okay, so Caleb is minus 900. Drake May is plus 450. And if it goes according to the quote-unquote mock draft form, form in quotes, Caleb would go number one. Drake May would go number two to uh, the Commodores. Jaden Daniels, 10 to one. Marvin Harrison Jr., the shortest of the non-quarterbacks at 11 to one. Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix follow suit. Let me just ask you this. Yeah. I got questions for you, too. Yeah. A, would you bet this market? No. Um, what? No. No, <laughs> I wouldn't either. No, no, not this one, but I think it gives us some insight to some, I have some bets that we'll make coming yeah. up. A was if you would you bet this, and B if you were forced to bet it, 
and you're like, okay, you must yeah. absolutely bet it, isn't the answer clearly to take a long shot flyer, or do you go Drake May, figuring whoever's going to trade up to one might have him in mind over Caleb, or is a team that's going to trade there absolutely going to take Caleb anyway? I'm not... I, look, I think I think right oh, now... There's a, there's a third scenario. Okay. Pardon me, then you can answer. Or do the Bears just keep it, keep Justin Fields, and draft Marvin Harrison so you'd be betting Marvin Harrison? I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening because I, I do think that maybe they won't get everything that they'd hope for for trading out uh, trading out of that pick, but they're still gonna they're still gonna get enough that it, it, it will make I think they'll make them move it will make them move. Um, yes, I think Caleb Williams is probably the number one overall pick. I think this is also very very early on still in this process. Right, we're gonna learn a whole lot more in the next few months. Was it be, I, so I'm not shutting the door completely on anybody else. If I had to bet someone here, though, it would be Jaden Daniels. I don't, I mean, you brought up Drake May, you know, multiple times. I don't really know that there's, to me, really a, a huge separation going to the pro level between those two guys. Uh, yeah, especially when we've seen, we've seen, have we seen running, uh, you know, running quarterbacks do. Here's the deal, you know, but hold on. The only yeah. reason I bring it up, because I have, I am of European, like, well, I have said on this show, I'm like, hey, if it's me, I'm drafting a mobile quarterback because I think your floor is, is a, is a short, your floor is higher, floor is higher. than yeah. if you take a shot at someone who's not mobile and it could be boom or bust. Yep. But every time I said that, right, like I brought it up when Shots was here, Aaron Shots, and shot because I remember my comment was, "Oh man, Washington really going to draft another North Carolina quarterback right after mm. you know getting Sam Howell? Now we're going to draft Drake May? Come on!" And he immediately pushed back and was like, "Oh no, the scouts have Drake May so much higher than they have Sam Howell." Yeah, I so, mean, I mean, with I completely agree with without without a doubt when you first enter the league, right? That rushing ability just gives you a higher floor, right? I mean, but. When you're talking about first overall pick, second overall pick, third overall pick, you want to know what they're going to be like four years, five years down the road. You don't really care if they can if they can run or not, as long as they're going to be producing offense for you. My, my point of, of bringing him up, though, is just when we do see markets like second quarterback overall taken, I'm interested to see what those odds are. Much more. I might this. be making a bet yeah. on Jaden Daniels there. Also, what do you think? I, I, I've kicked this around with a couple people, and JVT and I were talking about it the other day a little bit too. Over under how many quarterbacks go in the first round? Um, Where do you think we see that prop set? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. I, I think I'm. I think I'm hammering under. Under. Yeah. Okay. I, I just. I don't. I don't know that. I think it's probably gonna be Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and I think it will be Mike, Michael Penix Jr. Will get in the first yeah, round. Four and a half might be a bad line. I think the cutoff is there. No, I think it's gonna be four and a half. But I'm interested to see where the ju- you know unless, where the juice is at. Yeah, unless you believe this stuff that wherever Harbaugh goes, he's drafting JJ McCarthy, which would completely skew I, I, that. He would be one of the other guys, but I don't think he's going in the first round. Speaking of that, Mike McCarthy stays with Dallas. You see that coming? Sort of. Sort of. Crack is here. We'll talk about his division round bets, what he's got, if any, and ours as well. It's Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours, Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book, James Sot. Is Gil making me a tennis fan? I was so hyped last night when Iga came back and won. LFG! Michael Burns didn't have the AVNs on my numbers game bingo card today. Love the quick breakdown of the uh, attendees as well. Oh, you're quite welcome. <laughs> Just trying to be thorough. You know how it is. Uh, Rich PSM. Woke up at 3 a.m. to see Rabak in a tiebreaker. Even more dramatic because Blinkova was super scared, blowing tons of serves, easy returns. Rabak in a lacking focus to end it. Like UCLA-Gonzaga Final Four. Great return shots under do or die last six points. I feel like, Kelly, and I, I know I got the clock in my head where I'm like, I know, football, football, football. But I feel like I'm underselling how awesome this is. And, and you can judge by the tweets. You can tell by the tweets. Everybody who watched it knows how epic this is. Tennis is the single most bet sport in the world outside of soccer. Like, it is just, and then the thing about it is beyond the betting, just the drama of it. And so, like, Iga coming back from the dead and then that match where, again, 10, it took her 10 match points, Blinkova, staving off six against her. The ability to harness your emotions and your nerves to perform on that stage cannot be overestimated. Yeah. It cannot be overestimated. Incredible. Um, let's see. Ryan Lewis at Hazard Health FIFA. He says, you'll be happy to know that your show is a big reason that 11 college buddies in New York are hanging on every Ega point in the group chat. Gutsy win. Love hearing that. I am I'm more gratified by, the, by everybody who's texting in saying that they have rekindled their love for tennis if they loved it as a kid or are finding the sport again. Like I, I'm super gratified by that. And if betting is what has gotten you there, how about that for all you people out there who are not listening to this show, who, who are always like, because there is a, there is still this, like I can sense in like the tennis channel community. Yeah. Like you run into, you run into folks who are like, Oh, betting. Oh. Like oh, it's some stain yeah, on it. No, yeah, it's just helping the game. Believe me. We love tennis. I feel like golf's the same way too. Yeah. That, no, it's the, I think you just said it very well too. Like that is a tennis is an awesome sport. We just don't, we don't get, to watch it as much. Well, I mean, look at the ESPN right? coverage, right? They have the rights to it. You could, you know, it's on sparsely. Right. Yeah. Got to get the ESP, ESPN Plus worth it alone for this tournament. Ladies and gentlemen, unscripted with the crack man, Bill Krakenberger. What you know about tennis, man? Not much. What you know about the divisional round of the NFL? Have you made bets this week? Listen, last week on your show, yeah. Um, this is why, like, so you had, you had a big day yesterday in tennis, right? I did. Okay, that's why it's so unrewarding. Last week, I went on every show that I was on, and I said I'm going to do something I usually don't do. I'm going to give you guys a couple plays, and uh, yeah, I, I and and I I absolutely loved Kansas City. I said it. On this show and many other shows, I, I said that one. I like Tampa against Philadelphia. I've been calling Philadelphia a fraud teams since they were five and zero. Oh. Nailed it. And um, it's just so no one says a word. 
So, so it's like I, I, you're so nervous to give out a game because if, if it loses, they're going to say something. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think people, I think people appreciate. No, I know. They, they appreciate I'm, it. I'm now, being too now, sensitive. By the way, if someone, someone dislikes you, Bill, they're going to dislike you no matter what you do, right? Yes. If you, if you cure their mom of cancer, they're still going to dislike you. That's, yes. But that's, that's their own problem. That's rattling around no, in their heads. No, it is. Heads, it is. Right. It is. It is. And, and there are, there are people that, that, that don't yeah. like, not only me, just everyone. You could, like I said before, you could put a beautiful morning sunrise and a hummingbird. That's right. Over the beautiful rainbow. <laughs> Wait a minute. People wait a minute, will have a, a problem. Oh, that's kind of nice. Oh, keep yeah. going. Keep going, Bill. No, and, and talk people, slowly. People will have a problem with it and say, "Well, I don't like that. I, I don't want to see that in the morning." Like, you know. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I, wait. So wait a minute. I'm not going to let you off the hook, though. No. So do you not want to give a pick? That yeah, you no, no, no. I, okay. I, I bet um, Kansas City multiple times. <laughs> I knew I could get it. No, I, I, multiple well, times. I tell okay. you. Um, it looks like the South Point. Maybe I don't know. I gotta, you take the points. You bet it on the money I line. Gotta, what'd you do? Got to talk to Chris here because they. It looks like they lowered their limits on the app because I was betting we were able to get five thousand about literally a couple weeks ago, and um, look at it. You had to bet three dimes. I bet, and I kept on betting oh, until yeah. the cows came home. There you go. Um, so took the points. You took three there. Three five yeah. times. Three five times. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for the max. Yes. And, and I, I just think that the Chiefs plus three minus one ten. Is, is a good play. I just think that that um, Kansas City's a better team than Buffalo, I feel. Look, Buffalo actually struggled last week. I know people don't think they did because they, they won and they covered the game. Trust me. They had that game handily. They should have blown up. What's it like? 21-0, right? Did you buy to the three or was that available? No. That's available at South Point. That was available at South Point. Okay. Yeah, plus the, they don't. Because two and a half is the consensus. Well, they don't. Yeah. They, they don't. Uh, they don't move the juice. They don't yeah. move the juice. That's right. So it's two and a half or it's three. Yeah. And you and you can't buy to them. So um, that is a Michael gone edict from above. So I kept on betting it, and I just kept on betting until they changed. I just thought that was three was the wrong number. I just didn't, you know. But now that you look at it, there is some sites that. So if you minus two and a half, minus twenty one. In a far off place, if you buy it to plus three, you're laying a dollar seventeen. So, um, you know, the, I think that I have the the right side and the right number, uh, plus three there. I think Kansas City's probably the better team, more experienced. Um, I know they're in Buffalo. I understand, but the weather's not going to affect either one of them. They got a little something I like to call Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you're aware of it. That is the yeah. that's the X factor here in this particular game. I think so. Um, yeah, you know, I don't really do a lot of NFL sides. Last week did two of them. This and anything you know, else this week? Anything else besides? I got to tell you, these underdogs. I like the underdogs in every game. Really? I'll take the dog in every game. If I can get Tampa with a seven, uh, plus seven minus twenty, I, I take Tampa. Uh, Green Bay was ten there for a while over San Fran. I know San Fran's everyone's. Uh, that's the new America's team. I understand. <laughs> um, it's funny that you had a guest on earlier, though. I, I kind of didn't understand. I think Kelly even said something. I didn't kind of catch the end what he said. He said he had San Fran pre-flopping in the season to win everything, but now he's not so sure they're they're in a no. Like, he he, what did he, what, he had San Francisco Super Bowl prediction. Yeah, he had what, San Francisco to beat Buffalo. Yeah, and so this is just a random prediction. Oh. So I just asked him. I was like, so do you? Do you are you, he said he's not. He like he doesn't like it as much now as he did then. To which like we said. Much. To which we said. What do you mean? It's still good. <laughs> they're, they're in a better spot now. Yeah. Pre, pre, I mean, they're, they're yeah. only in a, back then. They were you know five to one to win the Super Bowl, seven oh. to one. Now they're like you know, three to one. Bro, um, Medvedev is having a tantrum. I'm sorry. I'm all distracted. He's just throwing. I keep thinking you're looking over at me, and then I'm getting the old primetime um, action feel yeah. of the uh, of of Gil with a childlike stare over my shoulder. Oh, was that you would you would ga- I was like Kelly's gazing into my eyes. Man, wow. he really likes me. Wow. He's like watching a game right behind me. <laughs> uh, so so all, know, the, all the dogs, said, all the dogs. Green Bay, uh, you know, it, it, I think Green Bay it, they may be uh you know, they they may be stronger than people think here. I mean, you know, listen. They uh the beginning of the season they they kind of struggled. Then they had a little bit of an arc, and and then they lost a couple. And then Carolina, they had they struggled with, and since that game, I think they they're unbeaten since that game. They they've played really well, so I, I think that uh, Love is more of a, a playoff quarterback than people think. So I think they can hang around with San Fran, and and the same thing with Houston. Houston, everyone likes to bet on Sundays, so they they love betting the kid. They love betting their quarterbacks. Around, is so. Bill Krakenberger? I love referring to you with the full name. Is yeah. Bill Krakenberger though? 
only taking these at 10, yeah. 10, 7, and 3? Uh, I, I didn't take... Um, I, I, I made a small bet on Green Bay because I, I actually found plus 10, minus 05 early in the week. Yeah. And Because uh, the other two, you'd have to buy up a half Yeah, I'm not point. buying. You're not buying. I'm not buying. Okay. Yeah, the, the buy would be stronger on the Houston game, though. The lower the total, the stronger the buy becomes. Yes. So the lower the 43.5 compared to 51 or 50.5, uh, the, the buy would be. Uh, I'm not really betting nothing on Houston right now. I'm not betting anything on Tampa unless I could find a good opportunity, like I said, for a line. The ones I did bet... Um, a pretty pretty much a strong bet on Kansas City and and uh, okay. a peanut bet on Green Bay. So, so now so now if they win and nobody says a word, well, you're gonna be you're nah. gonna be upset about it. I'm not, not that I'm upset, but it's just it's a word that you said before about about being so unrewarding, giving out picks, and you, know, you used a better word. I forget it was a really good word. I just forget what it was. And um, no, I was just talking in general about about picks and 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 the pick business in yeah. general. Oh well, there's that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, this is where does this rank in terms of because we always say, <laughs> I'm sorry, laughing, just rackets flying. Uh, where does this rank in terms of your like sports betting calendar? Do it, oh, I, I love this time. Of the year. Me too. I love last, it's so last, great. last weekend. Are you kidding me? Last playoffs, weekend, Saturday, I, Sunday, Monday. Uh, oh. I agree. I think last weekend was the NFL Nirvana weekend. Oh, yeah. And sadly, I feel like when this this is the last great yeah, weekend. Party's after, over. After this, it's depression. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, we obviously still got four teams alive, but it feels like, oh, no, it's coming to a to an end. Yep. Uh, then it's a three-week farewell. Although, of course, it's not technically, but you know what I mean. We'll come back. More Unscripted with Crackman. Bill Krakenberger at Bill Crackman with a K. Wise Cracks is the name of the podcast. Levitard next on DK. We're coming back at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 